Hi everyone. Today I have Mark Wilson. He is in Canada, right? Vancouver. Can I say? Vancouver, you got it. <laughs> I remember. So Mark is a coach at DFM, which stands for Digital Freedom Movement. I used to be part of that movement a wee while ago. And um, long story short, nothing bad. It's just um, I decided to do something else. Hence this podcast. So anyway, so Mark is a. He's known as the Viking Coach. He's an absolutely fantastic person. When I was still involved with DFM, I've learned a lot from him. And specifically this season of the podcast is about growing and scaling your business. And I thought, wow, what better person to interview than Mark because he is a master in this. I have spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners, going behind the scenes to discover what makes them successful. Follow along with season eight of Unleash Your Focus podcast, where I dive in deeper than before, unlocking insider trade secrets, discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful but also going underground to understand their habits, frameworks, blueprints, secrets, and so much more. I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you're here and I appreciate you. But most importantly, I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast, the number one place that will help you to start, grow, and scale your online business today. So welcome, Mark. How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. I, I think it's just so amazing uh, what you've been able to do with your podcast and everything and how you've been able to grow your business. So I'm a huge fan of yours. So it's definitely a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that. You guys actually, st- and I actually had an interview with Kellen about probably a year ago. And I said the same thing then, and I'm going to say it again now. You guys really put me onto this entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, because I was part of your community. I've made amazing friends that I'm still friends with uh, on, you know, when I was part of your community. And it's just amazing that when you join these programs, how you get involved with different perspectives and people. And it's just amazing all the way around. So yeah, so this was, that was basically, they were my starting points of entrepreneurial journey. It's almost three years ago. That's crazy. crazy. It was the yeah. end of 2018. Wow. (laughs) I know, that's just absolutely bonkers. Can you tell people a little bit about you? You know, where did you grow up? What is your superpower? (laughs) Sure. Other than being a Viking? uh, Yeah. Yeah, I grew up uh, just in Vancouver, British Columbia, actually, uh, Langley to be exact. Um, I, I... I, I never would have imagined me being in this kind of world. And we kind of joked about uh, the social media world and everything. Like I was totally against social media and being out there in the internet uh, prior to getting into online business. Like I used to be a mechanic and I was one of those people that never would post on social media. Like you, I was a ghost prior to. Um, and I just, you know, I finally had enough at my job. I, I worked my way up from being a mechanic to managing mechanic shop. And I'm sure you, you, you probably have heard tons of people talk about this, you know, they made all the right decisions, you know, follow the road that, that you're supposed to get that white picket fence lifestyle and, and all that kind of stuff. Because that's what we're told when we're young, if you work for a company, you put in your time, you put in your work, you'll get to that place where, you know, you're free and you feel good and you're successful, right? So I did that. Uh, I mean, I was, uh, I didn't have the easiest uh, late teens, uh, but when I, when I got into the 20s, uh, my early 20s, I, I started with the mechanic business, worked, worked my way up, and I got to 30 years old, I had a couple kids, uh, and I just, it kind of like dawned on me that I wasn't really going anywhere, and I, I talked to my boss, and it's, it's funny, because this is almost like 
five years ago now, I talked to my boss and I wanted to raise. And, you know, yearly raises were like a buck. Like nothing like me looking hindsight back. It's like, oh, this is a needle mover. But it was something that like would show me that like I was appreciated and I did something well. I just got moved over to this new shop that was struggling and it increased revenue 25% in three straight months. And it, and it was established business and everything. So I was like, yeah, I deserve a raise. So I, I went in there asking for a raise. And at 30 years old, they told me that there was no more money for me. And uh, like at 30 years old, being capped and feeling like you, you peaked, it was just like, that was that huge slap in my face that I needed to like push me out of my comfort zone to try something else. And I had a buddy that was crushing me in the online space. And he actually introduced me to my now business partner, Kelly Chafee. And, um, yeah, I, I met up with him. He told me like what I, what I needed to do, and I jumped in. And I didn't have immediate success in online business. Um, I sucked. I probably had the worst first month in like business world that I've seen like anybody do. Like like for the amount of effort and spend and stuff like that that I put into to business, because that's in the end of the day you have to invest into everything, right? Money and, and time, whatever it is. This has to be some type of investment. All, as Russell Brunson says, all good entrepreneurs need to be able to take out their, uh, their one. Um, but uh, so I did, and I, I just kept failing. And I wasn't really digging into the process uh, to really finding success until my, my wife and me had this conversation. She wasn't really like good for me going in and spending money and doing this stuff, but she supports me in everything I do. And I, I'm so That's grateful beautiful. for that. Uh, she asked me after about a month, month and a half, she's like, are you ready to quit yet? And I knew at that moment in time that I was making mistakes and I needed to change because I wasn't ready to quit. Like this, I couldn't fail. Like I needed to succeed for my family. And yeah, anyways, like that was the, the switch that flipped in, in my head. And I dug into the process uh, and I just started, uh, you know, going further into it. And a couple businesses later, uh, I created Digital Freedom Movement uh, with uh, Kellen and uh, I'm here today. It's uh, been a crazy, crazy journey. That is awesome. So how long did it, okay, because I like to ask this question because when I speak to people, they expect to make a million dollars in their first year because it's so easy to work online and the reality is it's not going to happen. So what, what has your first year been before you met Kellen? So how many failures, like how bad was it for you? Oh, like it was uh, like my first ever business was even before that was uh, I, I started an e-juice business, like that stuff that you put in vaporizers and stuff like that. <laughs> business partners. And I think we had a good business model, but like didn't want to put in the, the work. So it ended up being like a, a $5,000 investment went to crap, lost all 5,000. And then for this, uh, I mean, it, it, it was a couple different things. But uh, to, to get to, once I got started on this business model and this track that I was on, it took me about six months to really find the success and, and really start, start reaping the dividends of my work and everything like that. Yeah. How did, how did DFM come about? So I, I started with a couple like other business models online and they were just, you know, and I'm sure you hear this, they're just people that like, had different goals. Let's just call it goals. Uh, they had just different goals, different ways that they wanted to conduct business. And, you know, when I first got into business, I had this mentality of selfishness and like all I cared about it was money, money, money. And in the end of the day, you're only going to reach so far in life caring about money. Money isn't really a needle mover. I don't care how much you care about like the dollars and all that type of stuff. It isn't a needle mover. You'll, you'll peak 
at, at some point in time because when the, the, the needle mover is money, like you'll, you'll, you'll have money in your bank account and you'll just stop wanting to work. And that's all that those people cared about. And they ended up, uh, you know, taking money from me and just discrediting me for some of the work I put in. So it was time for, for you know, a new chapter to, to yeah. change. Kellen, they did the same thing to Kellen as well. Uh, so we decided that, you know what, like we were the, uh, we were the people that were really like pushing that business anyway. So we're just like, well, why don't we get together and, and start this business? And he, he just came back from Thailand. He moved there for like three months and he just came back and he's like, okay, Mark, it's the beginning of the year. Let's go this. And we created a whole training platform within like three weeks. And we yeah. just like, in our like notice with the with the other company and we're just like yeah we're, we're not we're not with you guys we started our own training platform we're not we're not uh gonna you know solicit anything bad to you but uh we're just gonna go on and, and create our own new thing but it was it was through hardship that we created this and i couldn't be happier that i had to go through that failure and that hardship uh to be able to do this and i really didn't know uh online business the way i probably should have when i was creating this platform i knew like i was really good at a few specific things but didn't really understand the process as much as like like one hundredth of what I, I do now uh like a, a, as i've grown and as i've had to grow and create new obstacles and have to overcome them and it's amazing if you don't understand the process and you don't understand the framework or the structure within your business how you're just not going to do i actually joined a coaching program uh couple of months ago because that was exactly what I was struggling with in my business and yes I'm making money and yes but I always felt like I'm not doing enough and it's because I was doing that exact thing the process was all wrong and once you understand your process it thinks it just becomes easier right do you feel do you feel like um, introducing the right process also helped you to scale the business Oh, so much so, like, it's crazy because I used to talk about sales all the time. Oh, I need this money. I need that sale. Woo! And like now I talk about changing people's lives because in the business that I'm in is like, you know, I help coach and mentor other people for online success and give them a blueprint that they can follow for, you know, expedited success. Um, and when I stopped thinking about it was like, this person is a dollar amount but this is somebody's life that I have in my hand and I need to cherish this. Like this is somebody's dreams. And I really started to understand that and dig into like, I can change this person's life or like if I don't show up today, this person's happiness and dreams and goals in life uh, could be like just tarnished and gone away. Um, that's when I really started feeling abundant, like having that like abundant mentality uh, because I got there and the business just, it went with it at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing because it, it's so refreshing to hear that you're saying that you've, you hold that person in your hand and not just the money because people that undervalue that you're working with a person that has emotions and feelings and a family and all of those things. And if you just so focus on the money, you don't actually think of how you can wreck lives. If I put it bluntly, there's so many, uh, you probably know yourself, all these, what do they call them? Gurus. And then they, the fake gurus where you pay like up to $10,000 to enter a program. And then that's it. You get like no value out of it. It's, it's amazing how people do that. It's just crazy. Oh, I totally agree. Like whenever you're watching videos 
um, or I, I like tutorials, whatever you want to call them, you, you're always going to hit some part. And no matter how good you are at teaching or coaching or mentoring, you could be the best in the world. But just watching videos, you're always going to have questions. Oh, there's always going to be something missing. And maybe it's not the exact same missing thing missing for everybody. There's always going to be something missing. So people need that, that help. And that's one thing that I feel like is missing in so many programs. Like you're, you're talking about, that's one thing that we've definitely dug in harder over the last six months is how, you know, we can make sure that there's always somebody available to answer a question and help with implementation and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you guys have always actually been pretty good at that though. So it's 100%. But when you're always doing one-on-one, you can only show up for one person at a time. And that's where we kind of like felt lost a little bit sometimes because, you know, sometimes I'd have five people that would want to call it the same day. And it's just like, uh, same time, same day. And it's just like, I I can only fit one of you guys in. So we actually changed our system from just one-on-one to every day we go live now. So there's live trainings for like anybody within our like Lumen community to jump into. And then we hired a VA ourselves. Uh, so they can answer a few questions any time of the day. So people can have even that on a, on a higher level. And I feel like a lot of people are very converted. And it's, it's funny, like one of our like best students, uh, Nicole Don, she's a redheaded lady. She's very out there. Um, uh, she's a very much an introverted person. You can notice if you saw some of her content and everything. But uh, it, it, she struggled to even ask questions. So I find like with us having more live training, some people feel like they're bothering us because we're so busy. And I mean, yeah, like Kellen, me, you're busy. The coaches, we're, we're busy, but that shouldn't ever deter somebody from their own success. My busyness, my schedule shouldn't ever deter. But some people just don't want to be a bother or inconvenience and they end up yeah. feeling of that so i feel like with the structure of being more live and those type of things they don't have to feel as you know bothered uh being a bother to us now yeah and and it's so true because if you do the live trainings you actually get the people feeling that it's not a bother because you know they're doing it for everybody it's not just for me because i actually remember kellen used to always say why is there no questions nobody's asking questions remember we can't help you to do this if you don't ask questions and i remember that and i remember how frustrated it was for you guys when nobody's asking questions because then you can't do what you're supposed to be doing and this is helping these people you know so yeah do you feel or do you think that if you hire the right staff that can help you to grow your business like a va for example huge huge i i think that that's actually like one of the things that have gone through with us the most over the last six months is we've actually really tried to dig into the process. And I mean, COVID uh, for me, I have two amazing boys. Uh, and normally I would have support. Like I live very close to my mom. I'm a mama's boy. Um, and my mom like looked after my kids all the time. Like when I was working, it made it very flexible for my schedule, my wife's schedule, all that kind of stuff. And COVID happened and my mom looks after my grandma and she's elderly. So she had to take a step away from my family. I, I haven't even seen her for like a, a year now. Oh, wow. uh, so for me, like I've, I've had to look after my kids so much more. And like, it's been great because it's actually forced me to take steps back from my business and hire people. Uh, so we've hired a bunch of uh, people to help us coach, help us mentor, help us like, you know, with the, like the sales funnel 
all that kind of stuff. And it's really helped me dig more into the next level of being a business owner and not just being like a marketer or not just being an entrepreneur, but actually giving more opportunity to other people. And we wouldn't be here today, like without some of the people who've hired. Nicole is one of those people that we've ended up being able to hire and like, Without her, I definitely wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't have been as successful the last few months for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing when you, when you not give your time away as in doing all these things yourself. Do you feel like your family, okay, so here's the thing. I created my business around my family. That's really when I started. And then something happened and I went down a rabbit hole and then I almost felt, and I actually had an interview a couple of weeks ago with the lady when we talked about this. And then I felt almost like my children became a time consumed for me, which is a horrible thing to say, but that was the reality. It's like, cause I've got a three-year-old and you know, and then at that stage she was only one and a half. So it's a full on mommy job. And yes, he was in kindergarten. It's about what, 15 hours a week all these other hours I could work on my business. I was feeling like I need to have this kid more in kindy, but at the same time you have that mother guilt. And then I had to stop and I woke up one morning and I'm like, this is not why I created my business. I created my business to spend time with my kid. Now I'm shoving him away. And I recreated the entire wheel for myself. Do you feel you went through that, that phase of you feel like your family is suppressing you? Because this is something that I pick up a lot from a lot of people. Oh, 100%. Like, and it was crazy. Like I went through this, this stage where I was like, uh, my wife, Karen, I said, I, I said, Karen, like, if you want to go out, you go out without me. And I was just like, I need to focus on my business. If you want to go, you know, create memories, go out, have fun, go to the water park, any of those things. I'm like, you plan those things without me. I'm staying home. I need to focus on my business. Like this is our future. And then like it, it, it really dawned on me during COVID. It's like, and I talk about COVID. I mean, like the summertime. Yeah. Um, it really dawned on me, like during that, like it, it's just like, wow, I built all these things so I could, I can create special moments for my family and everything, and I could be there for them. And that was it. Like I was feeling like they're bothersome. Like I was getting upset or angry. You know, it's just like, man, like I'm in the middle of this video, and now I'm just dug into the process. Like whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like I do, I do live trainings, and then my kids walk into the room asking me questions. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> my oldest son wants to be a YouTuber, so I mean, I must be doing something right if, uh, if he wants to be reminiscent of me, right? <clears throat> That is awesome, though, that he wants to be a YouTuber. It's so much fun. He must do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Currently, crazy. he calls himself a fake YouTuber, and he just practices so nobody can see him because he's too shy, he says. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to, you know, get into it and, and learn the skills. But uh, it's good to practice. Put those videos on private, that's all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Okay, we talked a little bit about processes. Was there something specifically that you guys implemented that helped you to grow your business? Something automation, like we talked about automation and getting staff involved and all of that. But was there something specific that you did that you felt really made a difference? Yeah, actually, like uh, a combination of two things. Um, one, um, we I paid multiple different consultants and coaches to help me with my businesses because I truly believe that we should. Always 
be mentored by other people and, and, and take other people's knowledge because we only have so much ourselves. Um, and I think there's always other stuff that you can take from other people. Now we paid, uh, I think it was 20,000 bucks for a, uh, a sales funnel to be made for us and everything. And we launched a big launch, all this different stuff. It didn't work though. It, it didn't convert the way that we were supposed to. Uh, we went away from, we used to do live, um, uh, master classes or webinars, whatever you want to call them, all the same thing. A week and then uh that was just it was draining doing this like twice a week so we were trying to find ways to get away from that so we moved to like an evergreen uh, webinar um and a like a message box messenger bot uh sequence uh to go in there and it just it, it didn't it converted okay uh didn't convert the way that we wanted it to and uh, and it was gr great we learned so much from the two people that we hired and everything and it was awesome. I felt like I grew a lot during that process because I, I got to understand what these other people that had far more success than, than me, like they, these people would be in like Ford magazine and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, like they're clearly very successful human beings. Um, and then I was just like, well, they're not doing it the way that we, we wanted to do it. So then we dug more into our personality, put our personality into their methodology and it started producing better results, but still not even close to where we wanted to be. And then it, us to hiring um, a sales team um, within our organization to go along and team up with the, our approach to their techniques. And that that's where we've really found the most success that we've had is definitely the automation. I find like the messenger bot uh, set up for, for sales funnels extremely, extremely good. Um, and and I, it works so much, to me, it works so much better with Facebook uh, because yeah. When you're pushing people outside of Facebook, Facebook hates that. Like they sh they shun on like getting people um, off their platform. So when you have a messenger bot, maybe it's like two sequences in that you send people yeah. outside of Facebook, you end up getting more reach for your paid advertisement than you would otherwise. And Facebook ads are so expensive if you do it wrong. You know, it's great if it works, but if it doesn't work, you, you literally throw money in the water. It's, yeah. It's, it's so tough. And like, there could be just like one thing that you need to tweak to make it right. But uh, yeah, you, you yeah. end up bringing the money really quickly. Yeah. That's why I, um, we've got an ads guy that's in the UK and I'm like, I don't want to know anything. That's why you think, <laughs> you know, it's just, just do your thing and leave me out of it. <laughs> because That's it so is funny. it makes it yeah because you don't need to be it's about the who right it's not about the how and you don't don't you don't want to be involved in everything okay so we talked about obviously a little bit of of you know all different kinds of like growing techniques people and stuff is there or you know processes is there anything else that you feel outside of i could say the norm of things that you do to grow business that you guys have done that helped you to excel to the next level I think just that like authentic, uh, I think it, like a couple things. One is being authentic of who you are. Yeah. Um, I think if you try to be somebody else, like that imposter syndrome or any of that kind of stuff, I think until you dig into who you truly are, and I mean, like you introduced me as the, the, as the Viking. I mean, like I've been able to dig more into that and like my persona. And before, because I, I, I was scared to do a go live before you 
it took me, I think, 10 months to do my first go live uh, after starting an online business. And it was just like, I was afraid of my own shadow. And until like, I stopped being scared of the things that they're, they're, they're not that scary about, but it's understandably so that people are scared about it, like the judgments, all that kind of stuff, your own insecurities. Uh, until like, uh, I started digging into more authentic me and of what my thoughts and feelings were instead of what I think that other people think and everything. Uh, we started really feeling. So really just branding yourself and coming up with your own identity, I think was one of those things. I think at, at one point in time, the freedom movement really didn't have power behind it or didn't have an identity. But I, I definitely feel who I, Kellen and myself are, like we are the identity. I mean, and the thing is, is Kellen and me are so different of human beings. Like he's, uh, let's call him and I'm the Yang, and like we, we're very different, but we work so well together because of it, I think. Um, and like he, he, he's definitely the face of our business. I'm more the, the behind the back, and it works good. And I think that's one of those things that we really dug into and has helped us explode that much more. It's just digging into ourselves and not pushing each other to be each other. And I think at one point in time, that's what we're doing. Like I was kind of be more like me. And he's like, be more like me. And yeah, it did, didn't work. Uh, so one is just being authentic. And, and the other thing is just showing up consistently. I think there was times that we definitely got that mentality of, um, yeah, being okay, because we, we've had our success and we, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we just got a little bit stagnant because of it and just not getting that mentality, finding that inspiration on a daily basis. You have to be able to do that. Uh, so those were probably the two things that really helped us. How did you get out of that? That's that. <sighs> it was, it, I think it was more of an epiphany moment. Um, and it was, it was more himself than me. Like he would bang the table and he'd be like, and I'll story this is you'll probably get mad we, we all like uh, we had different um social media platforms that we we're in charge of and he ended up being in charge of uh twitter and our presence on twitter and he hates twitter <laughs> just does not like twitter at all and he like he essentially would throw tantrums that he had to do this stuff and he would be so mad that he would have to post on twitter just because it wasn't his personality he'd be like i think it's stupid it makes me not want to do anything else for the business because i just had to do something that, that i disliked so much and he was so hard-nosed on that that and i was so hard-nosed on the other way making him do those things um and, and he would do it because i mean partnership i think you have to do sometimes things uh you know that you don't really want to do want to, yeah. some points in times you, you need to take a step back and stop like ramming the problem and just understanding that and he's just like you know what i just i don't enjoy this and it's just like wh wh why did we do this in the first place is to find joy and about uh, abundance and that wasn't serving that purpose so yeah it was more him pushing that envelope and then i finally had moment of just like why am I forcing them to do stuff that I don't want to do and I'm okay doing these other things why am I throwing tantrums about this let's just do the stuff that we love and are happy about and the more that we've dug into that the more that we found success that way that's awesome. I love hearing these stories because that's the reality of owning a business. You're always going to have the rocky road within your business and not just success, but also, you know, going through your own emotions of what is working, what's not working and doing, I, I understand the Twitter thing. I hate Twitter. Um, <laughs> I completely get that. I tried to post on Twitter and I'm not very good at it anyway. So I completely understand it. Okay. So thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. I think you gave us a fresh perspective on, you know, what really goes inside 
what goes on inside a business. And a lot of people don't really understand when you grow and scale. Because I think personally, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just standing on the outside, looking into what you guys are doing, I feel like you've grown quite rapidly. Can I say that? Because, you know, you, you, yeah. you guys went from starting out to, to your success at the moment quite fast. I mean, it was just when I was joining DFM, there were people coming on board every single week. And it's not something that you just see. So it's just obvious. And every time somebody joins, it's a dollar sign, you know. So and it's just like looking at it, it's like, wow, these people are so awesome. They just, you know, getting all these new people in the company, which I thought was pretty awesome because you don't see that very often. So do you, do you feel that, and this is, I guess, my last question, do you think that you guys brought that special dynamic to get people to join your company? 100%. I think that's one of the things that Kel and me get the most. It's like, there's just something about you guys. Like, people never put their, like, thumb on it or something like that. But we get a very much, like, there's just something about you two. I think because we work so well together, um, it, it, just, it just works that way. And I think because we're very authentic, uh, to who we are and we're, we're open like we're willing to all, all the time and willing to be there for people people see that and, and I think they, they end up digging into that and they know that you show up I think that's so key to being a leader in any kind of platform you know business anything I just think that you need to show up for people and, and care about their success because it can't be all about you being a leader it just it just can't it has to be about them and what is in their best interest? I mean, obviously it can't be in your detriment to be in their best interest because I'm sure everybody would just like us to sit there and do their businesses for them and show them everything that they possibly can do. But at some point, you have to dig into to that and have that accountability to yourself. But we definitely, I think we, we are who we are. We put them on display every single day and we have like our members, brand new members, they, they message us and, and, and we answer. And I think that that just helps build that kind of that bond. I mean, those are things like Gary V did when he first started, he used to answer all of his comments on every one of his platforms and everything like that. Taylor Swift did that when she was just uh, like a nothing. And I think that those are those things that you build where you build that really good foundation to your business that people be like, I can buy into this because I can buy into them because they are who they say they are. Hmm. That is bad. That is very, very true. If somebody's sitting on the fence and they're thinking of starting a business, but they're not sure if they can do it because they've got that imposter syndrome or whatever is going on with them, what advice would you give them? Just, just do it. Like at the end of the day, like you want to do it for a reason and not doing anything, standing in your exact place in life is just going to get you staying there. And that's where I was for about four years. And the only things that were growing in my life was unhappiness and my debt. Like I was 30 grand in debt when I started an online business. I wasn't a wealthy man. Like I made a decent wage of what I was doing, but having two kids and living in a very highly cost area, like what, what I made just wasn't enough. So just, just know, look at yourself in 10 years and could you see yourself doing what you're doing now in 10 years from now. And, and if the answer kind of sickens you a little bit, if you get a pit in your stomach and you're like, I couldn't imagine that, mm -hmm. nothing is going to change unless you change. You're the only person that's in control of your outcomes in life. And until you take control and stop letting the fates or whatever decide where you're gonna go, you're not going where you wanna be. You have control of your, your life and your destination. 
I love that. That's really awesome advice. Thank you very much for that. And uh, yes, so where can people reach you guys? What's the best way for them to reach you? And what is that thing that you can help them with? <laughs> so uh, for, for, for me, you can, you can reach me at digitalfreedommovement.com uh, or you can reach me on all the socials at uh, Digital Freedom Movement or Thor Consulting. Either one of those two platforms, I'm, I'm all over the place there. Um, and how we can help people is what we do is, is more for people just breaking into the business or if you're looking for a new income stream online, we give you a blueprint that is being tried and tested. Like it's the exact same strategies that we do that is scaled us up to making five figures every single week. And without these strategies, um, we, we wouldn't be where we would, <laughs> we are. That's true exact playbook of what we do and we give it to every member that joins our community those strategies and then we help actually implement those things like i was saying those live trainings live chats we're all over the place helping people find that success uh so yeah we definitely um that that's kind of our our big thing is we give you the blueprint to to our success uh in the affiliate affiliate marketing world that's awesome. I love it. And like I said, I, when we started this, I said, I used to be part of the, the movement and it's just, it's nothing to do with them. I just didn't fit in with myself. So yes, yeah, so I strongly recommend to go and check out their website. Um, it's, you know, great coaches, great community. It's, it's a lot of, that was my starting point. Fun fact. It's because of Kellen that I, that my ever first go live, um, Really? Yeah, he really pushed me to do that. And that is why I did it. And I think if it wasn't for that, I probably would have, I just always felt like it was my starting point to do all of these things because it builds your confidence, you know? So I'll always have that connection to you guys in some way. I love so. that. I love it. Here's the reason why I did my first one too. I biffed it. Like I was horrible. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was so bad. Like I could actually see my lips shake. It was that bad. <laughs> I was I was on a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Like I was fishing, and I was like, "There's no better time than now. It's beautiful." And I didn't. It was just like the, I didn't talk about anything that in my head I planned out. And I was just like, I got off after like two minutes. I, and I was like just sweating. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. I love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate this. This has been fun. And um, yeah, we'll definitely put all the links, all the social medias and everything underneath this interview. So you guys can check it out. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.